remembering more of, of what happens. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's cool. That means the last one's going to be even better. <laughs> well, yeah, because you keep saying that they keep building up. Well, they do. Well, and, and I don't want to spoil it for you, but there's a point in um, Retribution where it it feels like this is what it's built towards. Mm-hmm. And then that's not even like And then the it keeps build. going. I mean, they kind of blue ball you. Mm. I don't want to spoil it, but they blue ball you there. We'll get to it in the next episode. But Welcome back to Square Horror. I'm your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the master of ceremonies, and I actually have a fun fact for you about this that I found the other day. Did you know that there's a real-life Umbrella Corporation? Is there really? Okay, but do, did it begin before or I don't, after the I don't games? know, but do you want to know what they sell? Please tell me they sell umbrellas. No, they actually are, like, so their, like, Facebook page and whatnot, their marketing is, like, very, like, sophisticated. Like, I had to really dig and look up, like, what exactly it is that they sell. Mm -hmm. Because it sounded like, and their products, like, it's a bunch of, like, little, like, you know those, like, bottles that, like, vape juice comes in with, like, the droppers? It looked like that, so I'm like, are they just selling vape juice? No, it's dumber than that. They're, like, an off-brand Roman. Like, they do a bunch of, like, um, it's like those, like, uh, bullshit, like, hormone treatments. Like, if you if you have, like, ED. Oh. But they don't say that anywhere on their websites. Like, no <laughs> one says what the products, speci- they, they're calling them SARMs mm-hmm. and, um, um, uh, like, peptides. So they're using the, like, oh, okay. chemistry terms for all of these things. To try to make it look cooler. Yeah, but I'm like, you guys are just selling, like, bullshit hormones that probably are psychosomatic. <laughs> And I don't know which Umbrella Corporation's worse. I think this one. I think the, I think well, the one oh, that released you think so? a virus that destroyed the globe. Listen, if we're playing the pros and cons, <laughs> I bet I bet this Umbrella Corporation has like real, you know, investors. It makes money. It actually makes money instead you know, of this. That that I would believe. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, so this episode we're going to be covering the meat of the uh, the, the, the Resident <laughs> Evil franchise. Because the they're... intended for a zombie movie? Actually, no, but I'm glad. Because again, these aren't on the surface zombie movies mm-hmm. until you watch them and you're like, these are zombie movies, but then there's just this other bullshit thing happening with Alice. That's true. Oh my God. Like all of Extinction is like a legitimately cool like post-apocalypse Mad Max zombie movie, but they're like, but also but Alice. Alice. I'm like, yeah, I guess. Sure. Okay. Fine. Fine. Whatever. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the first movie, I mean, so We've covered the first movie already, and it was its own thing. thing. <laughs> that set up for for the sequel off the bat right at the end with oh, the they, Nemesis Oh, they straight tease. up were like Nemesis. And then in this, it was cool because it was almost like they set up a sequel. I feel like that's what they do with all of these movies. They set up sequels, and they don't think about them at all until they sit down to write them, and they go, oh, shit, yeah. We gotta do uh, that. Or like, oh shit, yeah, this is where we left off. Which mm-hmm. is my, uh, like, again, we'll see as we go on, like, how each movie begins at, like, a weird place. Yeah. Specifically, um, Extinction begins, yeah. so, like, Apocalypse ends, <laughs> and everyone's presumably dead, and then mm-hmm. Extinction's just, like, yeah, they all got back together, but then they separated. Again. Again. Shut up. Like, it's <laughs> like that thing where it's, uh... Just, just like, yes, and that. And then let's start another movie. So, that being said, 
That may sound bad, but it's actually good. Because each of them, as we talked about before we started recording, are very different types of zombie movies. Yes. And absolutely. all of them are good. Yeah. For what okay, for, for what, what they, they are. are. <laughs> like like so far, none of them have been like, oh, I wanna like pick this up off of nothing. But I am enjoying my time with all of them. I mean, good. Because that's really what... And that's yeah. the ultimate goal, I think, and here. It's the ultimate goal. I think it's a very good um, example for action horror. Is It's just a... Almost kind of like a Friday the 13th movie. You could just pick this one up. And unlike Friday the 13th, it, it establishes what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, every single movie, it begins with Alice going, okay, the Umbrella Corporation released a T-Virus and fucked up the world. Here's what I'm doing right now. Well, yeah, they always give, like, uh, previously yeah. on Resident Evil well, and it's for totally every cool. movie. Yeah, and, and it's nice. It helped me, because I <laughs> yeah. went, like, two weeks between watching yeah, the third Yeah, where have we been, movie. by the way? Have we discussed that? Yeah, we've been busy here. We, we've been busy? I, I did a been, show. Yeah, you've... I've been bored. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait to keep recording about Resident <laughs> Evil. And you were, like, legitimately doing something. Yeah. yeah, so I just last night watched the fourth movie. Okay. So y'all are as caught up as I am now. <laughs> yeah, and there's me who's, like, literally biting at the bit waiting yeah. to watch. To, mainly just to get Retribution out of the way. So, so we, we can, can watch, watch the, the final one. chapter. And, again, I remember almost nothing from Retribution. Like, the beginning so of Afterlife, good. that whole uh-huh. bit, I thought was in a retribution. Really? like, the look of, like, the weird bodysuit and the samurai sword. Oh, yeah, the ninja look? Yeah, okay, first of all, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't like Ninja Alice? No, it's cool, but I'm like, why? Like, <laughs> Dual-wielding samurai well, sword? I guess I should probably preface the... I mean, granted, that's before her God of War depowering, but <laughs> right. we kind of established, you know, like... With action horror heroines, you got Ripley, who's got no powers until the last movie. Mm-hmm. And um, this case, she's got powers and gets more of them. And even when she doesn't have powers, she she's still, still has like, powers. She's still like over Ripley in Re- Alien Resurrection, where she's just still like Kung Fu Jesus. Like, she does all this like. <laughs> impossibly dumb-looking, like... Kung Fu Jesus, that's my favorite thing. Well, it's like... You've seen The Matrix, right? Yeah, I've seen the first one. So, okay, that's perfect. So, like, all of the fighting in The Matrix is, like, clearly wire effects. Oh, yeah. It's like, but this kind of looks like that with snappier editing and, like, better cinematography. And more slow-mo. Yeah, (laughs) but it's not like... But slow-mo bullets, not slow-mo fights. Well, again, like The Matrix, where they slow it down for like a second. It's not like a Zack Snyder slowdown where it's like a whole fucking fight is Mm slow-mo. Like, this is just for effect. And and it'll travel with the bullet. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, So that doesn't really show up until Extinction. And I'm gonna point out where... Yeah. I think it starts. (laughs) So, okay, we'll get into Apocalypse first. Yeah. And we're just going to kind of breeze mostly through them. I just, I just have, my notes are essentially just highlights. Okay. And like good pro, pro things. So. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but um, Apocalypse is the first one that introduced a game character with Jill Valentine. Yes. I just, sure. I guess. And Nemesis kind of. I mean, I would say that the first movie established the character quote unquote in the Umbrella Corporation as this like almost sentient being mm-hmm. like in the red i don't know if the red queen's in the games but like at least umbrella itself is this nefarious 
sci-fi shadow corporation yeah so like the first movie you get that it wreck i mean you don't really get raccoon city but they mention raccoon city um and then yes this one you get nemesis what (laughs) i I just made me think i'm so excited just off of the title for the new resident evil this is called welcome to raccoon city i'm so excited for that new one i'm really intrigued no that's the new movie it's coming out this year Oh, that they, I thought it was they just titled called Resident it. Evil. No, they titled it this week. Oh, I actually want to get into that next episode because one of the main characters, um, do you remember Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yeah. She's Jill Valentine, I believe. Is she really? She's either Jill Valentine or she's Claire Redfield. Because they have they have all the main characters are like characters from the games. What? Hell yeah. yeah what? Cool. <laughs> the cast is actually pretty cool. I, the, I don't remember who the other female lead is but it's also someone that we know mm-hmm. i just remember because i was rewatching ant-man of the wasp and i was like i feel like she was gonna be in something and it was resident evil okay so um, yeah if it's called welcome to raccoon city obviously you have the people that are all in raccoons it'd probably be a sort of a reimagining of apocalypse yeah which is what i thought was cool specifically with this is segue <laughs> apocalypse is the city outbreak zombie movie it's mm-hmm. like 28 days later like 28 days before yeah <laughs> it's it's like ground zero once that zombie virus happened mm-hmm. so it's right after it bursts out and i actually kind of have that creepy bit where once she's in like talking about yeah raccoon city is the home to umbrella corporation and they show like the regular city like it's just this generic nice city mm-hmm and I don't remember. Someone gets sick. Or someone like coughs on somebody, COVID. or someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except that you know this one's like way more dangerous because mm-hmm. it kills people and turns them into zombies. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. I, I mean, it doesn't really matter. All the movies are kind of the same. But I have an IMDb blurb of what it is. <laughs> As the T virus ravages Raccoon City, Alice and a crew of survivors race to rescue a VIP's daughter and escape the quarantine before Umbrella's final containment protocol can be initiated. That's right. Part of that is also for your memory. Yeah. Because I'm like, I tried to hit like every beat, and you can go, Oh, I remember. <laughs> well, that. yeah, you just mentioned the saving the, the little girl. The child. And I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I actually the kid in this one. I read this, I'm like, Oh yeah, that kid. So. Yeah, it's a really good, simple, concise rundown of what happened in the previous movie. The T-Virus got released. Um, we failed to contain it. Uh, we're all fucked now. Yep. And, yeah, you get to see... One of the things I like about zombie movies is the spread of the virus. Like that bit... Yeah. Um, I think I'm thinking of uh, either World War Z or Train to Busan, where they just talk about how... Or, you know, talk, show... It going from, I mean, yeah, the beginning of Train to Busan, where it's just yeah. one person is sick, and they just fail to figure their bullshit out. Mm-hmm. And then and they kill everybody. Train. Yeah. And in this case, it's, um, I think I'm, I think I'm remembering correctly, the big, big one. I mean, now there were zombies coming out. Like, Umbrella kind of had it down pat. Like, they secured mm-hmm. the whole perimeter. They got all their VIPs out. And then they just were doing the, like, I Am Legend thing where they're, like, screening people and then they're letting them through. And then just one person fucked up that system. And they're like, well, I guess we're gonna just close it. Bye. Like, they're just... Also, you know who that evil, like, Umbrella associate guy is? Who? So his name is, um... I don't have his name written down. But 
He's the guy that plays Baron Von Strucker in Age of Ultron. Really? Mm-hmm. I could see, because he still has his, like, evil European accent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he looks kind of familiar. And I immediately was like, I looked him up, and they really just put a monocle on him. Because <laughs> he looks the, he's the same guy. He's, like, the same character. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's the, like, surrogate Umbrella Corporation, like, face of Umbrella Corporation bad guy for mm-hmm. that movie. Um, you get Umbrella un- stupidly unleashing the virus as they open the hive. Yep. Yeah, because they go to be like, let's check it out, and they open it, and then zombies rush out. <laughs> like, at that point, what did you expect? Well, and this is where I feel like it, it it turns more into fiction, because in real life, they would do it because they were stupid. Mm-hmm. In this, it's because they're seedy and evil. Yeah. That they're like, no, 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 let's see what it does. Because then even later, like, well, now we can test the Nemesis program, because no one will give a fuck. Yeah. So the it, nemesis program. Ugh. <laughs> it's just God. so. Did you play the games that Nemesis shows up in, or have you seen what Nemesis? I looks know what like? he looks like because he's from three. Okay, yes, which yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got a re-release. Yes. I think last year. Yeah, yeah. So I saw a lot of ads for Nemesis. Okay. So for those people that don't know what the hell we're talking about, Nemesis, at least in the movie is a genetically modified human. Like, they've infected a human being with a special strain of the T-virus that just kind of mutates them. Mm-hmm. They're still... They're not a zombie, but they're not but a they're human, not human anymore. And that's a big thing that the later movies go into to, as well with the T-virus doesn't just turn people into zombies. Mm-hmm. It can also be used to, like, cure weird illnesses, I suppose. Yeah. And also to, like, genetically enhance you so that you're, like, a super soldier, sort of. Yeah, like that giant guy with the axe and a cloth over his I'm, face. I can't wait to get to that guy, because truly there's no reason why he's there, other than that Resident Evil 5, the game, came out, like, the year before. And, he was and they're there. like, put that in the movie. And they're like, okay. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm really glad that you mentioned that now. Because, I again, I've existed in this plane so long where you haven't seen these movies, and it's just been me. Yeah. And now you're like, I know what that is. And I'm like, okay, thank God, because I've wanted to talk about it for weeks. Okay, so we got to get through Apocalypse. Because, I mean, like I said, it's the weakest of those three, but it's just because they get better because they get a better budget. I don't know. Well, they get a better budget, and they get more of their footing yeah. figured yeah, out. Yeah, they kind of, like... They, they realize that they don't have to fit any mold, yes. I think is their biggest thing. I think once they understand that they can just do whatever the hell they wanted, they're like, oh, awesome, we'll make oh, Extinction. <laughs> so we can do that. Yeah, like, we'll just make her fucking go. Telekinetic. <laughs> okay, so, um, like, that, that, speaking of that, uh, this is a movie where Alice becomes ultra badass. Yeah. She starts just fighting, like, like a, like a Kung Fu Jesus. She fights, like, Neo or somebody from The Matrix like, unpractically, like, it's not practical whatsoever to punch a zombie in the face. It looks very silly. Yeah. I'm going to jump ahead quick to the scene where they're in the graveyard, and it's very reminiscent of Night of the Living Dead. And then you just have two women dressed like Lara Croft fucking doing, like, thigh smashes <laughs> and, like, kung fu <laughs> shoulder hits. And I'm like, this is a perfect representation <laughs> of um fucking just the zombie genre in general. You have, like... <laughs> The simple origins of just dead people coming back to life, and then you got this 
weird shit. <laughs> like, I truly could That's not right. stop laughing during that whole... And that was the last note I had of the entire movie was just... This scene is hilarious. Well, I think my favorite thing at the end of that movie is when they're like, Hey, Nemesis, go kill her. And he goes... No. no. Well, because it was pretty much just that they were mean to him for a second, yeah. and then he somehow remembered Alice. I like to imagine yeah. that that's not the reason. It's just that they were mean to him, and he went, Hey, fuck <laughs> you. Umbrella mean to Nemesis. <laughs> He's got Hulk brain from Thor Ragnarok. I mean, pretty much. It's He doesn't have a much of more than a base intelligence. That's true. Okay, also, can we just talk about Nemesis for a fucking second? Yes. So the guy... Okay, if you don't know anything, who the fuck we're talking about? Nemesis is a eight foot tall, eight or nine foot tall, just beast man. The guy they got beast to play, creature. Yeah, the guy they have playing him. If you look at him, he looks like he weighs three hundred pounds, and it's all above his waist. Like it's just all biceps and shoulder. Mm-hmm. Nemesis looks like he put his face in a blender and then let it melt in the sun for a while, and then stapled it back together. Uh huh. Put a trash bag over him as a clothes. He looks like a Cenobite. That's true. Strapped the rocket launcher on him and a minigun. And then just booted him out of the bus and were like, <laughs> and go so, kill... Who the fuck is he trying to kill? Like, just people doing their I jobs? just people. Well, because they're like, oh, go kill these people in that, like, the guys that have, like, themselves holed up. And, go kill the people who have figured this shit out. Yeah, it, like, because they're, like, the stars or whatever. They're, like, elite... Strike force like rescue people. It's who Jill mm-hmm. Valentine and her buddies are from. Yeah, they're just the only good people. They're like, well, Umbrella fucked us. I guess we'll try to save people. And Nemesis was having none of that. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I just don't get. Again, they just were like, well, let's put game stuff in the movie. Nemesis. Jill, and, the name. You know, you know what? Jill Valentine actually does more in this movie. First of all, <laughs> her introduction. So, okay, during the zombie outbreak, you know, chaos, obviously. Yeah. It's still kind of early stages. So, like, the police department's like, what's going on with all these weird shit? And they're, like, handcuffing, like, people turning into zombies to, like, mm-hmm. police officers. So, they're just police officers doing their jobs. You know, it, like you do. Like imagine a police officer. That's there's just full of that kind of police officer. And then Laura Croft comes in. She's wearing a tube top and shorts with a bunch of guns and bullets. She's got her hair in a ponytail. And she's wearing makeup, and she just comes in and starts shooting people. <laughs> Going, they're zombies. Like it's almost like it would be a mass shooting scenario. Oh my god! In any other sense, and they're just kind of like, "Damn, Valentine, you're one of the best." And I'm like, "No, she's a crazy woman. <laughs> she's dressed like a fucking a stripper. <laughs> she's just killing people." And then she's just like, "You can thank me later." And then leaves. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, now they're getting silly." Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Jill Valentine is a character in the games. I know nothing else about her other than that she's in the games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I literally just wrote fi- Jill Valentine, popular game character. I think she's in the first two? I, sh- I think so. I think? I don't know. I don't know. We, I don't, we don't actually know anything Yeah, we don't know anything games. about Resident Evil. <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, then it comes to the fucking... Um, 
the standard I'm bitten but I'm okay moment that's in every zombie movie. In every single one. And it's her partner who gets bitten at the beginning of the infection. And we see that it takes about a minute to turn into a zombie. And he is bitten and then four hours later is like, ugh. Oh, kind of slowing down here. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, like, I didn't care, but I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So we haven't talked a lot about Alice yet, and I'm going to not do it for another minute. Because where she shows up, because you've almost for a second forget that she was a character. You're probably, mm-hmm. If you are a fan of the games, you're probably thinking, okay. You know, they just didn't really know what they were doing with that first movie, and then now they're making a raccoon city. We got Jill Valentine, you know, Umbrella's doing shit. Okay, this is more like the game. They find themselves in a church with the liquor things that we mentioned in the first yeah. episode that are characters in the game. You know, they're hunting people, they're doing shit, Jill's killing things. Um, you know, it's generally a bunch of zombie stuff is happening. And then you're like, oh yeah, Alice is in this. Because she drives through the stained glass switch on a motorcycle. Where'd she get it? I don't know. She gets off of it, and the motorcycle, like, hits the fucking liquor, and then she shoots the gas canister, and it explodes. And she turns around, they're like, who are you? And she's just like, I don't even remember what she says, but she's just like, let's get the hell out of here. And she just goes, I'm Alice. Yeah, it's like, I'm Alice. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and immediately you can see what I thought was, I my made-up plot line for this movie is it's just Jill and Alice trying to, like, out-cool each other. Because they're trying to, like, I mean, Jill obviously has established herself as the, like, video game character in this mm-hmm. movie. And then Alice is like, I just did a cooler thing. And Jill's like, well, now I gotta do something awesome. Yeah. And it's just them competing with each other to be just the most bonkers. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> okay. And and who wins, Matt? Uh, well... Considering who we follow for the rest of the series. Well, that we have to follow Alice because she's <laughs> sleeping with the director and the producer and the writer. Or I don't think he's They're directing married, all of them. They're married, and they, he didn't. Uh, he's not married. He They're not married all of them. No, he didn't. He produced oh, all of them. that's right. They got married They don't get married until Extinction, I think. Right after Extinction or right before Extinction. I think it was right after Extinction because it was before Afterlife. Okay. Because at this point, they are not married. That's right. Although, he didn't start directing them full time no, until I don't Afterlife. Think he, I, I was going to say, he directed Afterlife, but the first ones he at least wrote or He wrote or all both. of them, yes. I think. Well, because for the most part, they're like, so what? what's your wife going to do this time, Paul? And he's like, she's going to kick shit and, and um, shoot, things. shoot things. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to make a movie, and then you can just put her wherever you want. Okay. <laughs> That's what it feels like. So it's like, I hope you like... I mean, I don't hate Alice. She's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, she again, she gets cooler later because they kind of give her more to do. Yeah. But for now, I'm just like, what the fuck? Alice, I mean, cool, I guess. Sure. Um. So, you so, mentioned the little girl. Yeah. So, um, do you remember what her deal is? Didn't, I want to see how well you remember this. Okay. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Didn't she, like, have a antivirus or something? Or, like, a cure or something? Wasn't that her point? So her father, this is the first plot hole in the franchise, by the way. Oh, great. Oh, do you have, do you have your plot holes? I actually have there? a running count of plot holes <laughs> that, again, are not problems. I'm just like, later on, they probably were like, we answered this big question. And people were like, well, we answered that, the movie we brought it up. And they're like, oh, well, we answered it again in a different way. Again, it's cool because it's people that haven't seen the other ones. doesn't matter. This is the story that you see, which is... Again, the last movie is full of those because then I watched all of them and went, oh, none of this makes any sense. (laughs) (laughs) So her father 
who's like the one big VIP umbrella guy that they're like, we gotta get you out of here, mm-hmm. and who's paralyzed in the wheelchair. Oh yeah, like yeah. Isaacs or something. Yeah, Doctor Isaac. No, Doctor Isaacs is Ian Glenn, who's in Extinction. He's the guy. That's, that's right. That's the next movie. Moment. So, um, he's the guy that made the T virus. Because oh, he made it as a cure, because yeah. his daughter, he's got like, I think it was like ALS or something like that, because mm-hmm. he was confined to a wheelchair, and he knew that his daughter was going to get it later, so he started making the T-virus as like a, it would counteract the effects before they happened. Okay. So like it would repair, it basically is like, it can repair cells in the sense that like, it, it like it obviously they use it for enhancements, but it's like, it could also just be on a base used to heal the body back to its normal state. Okay. So he's like, I'm going to make that for her. And Umbrella went, bioweapons. And then he went, no. And they're like, not the point. Bioweapons. And then they went, whoopsie daisy, we made the bioweapon and released it on accident. Whoops. So, like, obviously they planned the whole thing. So mm-hmm. she's got the antivirus in her because it's the experimental version of it that he was making can cure the T virus. So it's the reason that her school that was overrun with zombies, why none of the kids killed her. Mm-hmm. Because I immediately was like, how the fuck is this kid alive? And then I'm That's like, oh, right. wait, yeah, because she's got the T-virus thing. Because then her and Alex kind of bond because they're like, oh, we've both got the T-virus in us. You and me? We're not, We're so, not different. so different. <laughs> You're a kung fu Jesus. I'm a little kid with T-virus. And I'm, you know, a relatable character. <laughs> so that whole bit where they go to get her is pretty cool. Because the actual plot of the movie is it's the on the outside of Raccoon City that has since been quarantined. You've got her father, who is um, trying to get a hold of the different operatives in the city to be like, hey, can you go get my daughter? And I, there's a helicopter leaving that I will make sure you can get onto. So he calls Jill and, and Alice, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he also calls a couple of left-behind umbrella commandos. Of course. And I, oh my God, these guys made me so happy. <laughs> because the really cool guy, whose name I can't remember. He's played by Oded Fair, who... Have you seen the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies? I haven't. You haven't? I have not. Oh, my God. Well, this will mean nothing to you, then. <laughs> so, for the people that have, he's, like, the cool, like, sexy, magi guy that, like... He's, like, the Egyptian dude who's, like, been guarding the tomb for generations. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, and they're like, we woke up the mummy, and he's like... You guys should not have done that. Like, he's got that cool Middle Eastern, like, mysterious thing going on. So he's in those movies, and he's the best part of those movies. And I just got really excited that he was in this movie. Someone that you will know, though, is the other commando that's with him. That in the school gets killed by the dogs. The point is that he's played by a man named Zach Ward. Who plays Scud Fargus in A Christmas Story. Scud Fargus has yellow eyes! Yeah, he had yellow eyes. He's in this movie, <laughs> and he's also in, um, uh... Which nightmare is it? No, it's Freddy versus Jason. That's right. Again, like, as a bit part, like, he doesn't live very long in this movie. I'm just like, that's Scott Fargus. He's got yellow, got yellow eyes. eyes. Um, other fun characters that are along for the ride is the pimp taxi driver, LJ, who's played by this guy, Mike Epps, who's a, he's a big guy in the, in the Hangover movies. He's okay. that one black guy that's character is just black guy. Mm. He's an extinction too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can judge by the way you barely remember him that they did their job of writing him unrecognized, like just dumb <laughs> just... the right way. 
Because he true, I feel like really bad for this guy. Cause he probably was like, I can be like a real character. Like, no, 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 be like cool. And he's like, oh, fine, sure. I guess I'll be cool. And like, so it kind of is a detriment to him, but he's there. And I mention him because he's in Extinction. Yeah. <laughs> you also got Ian Glenn, who plays Dr. Isaacs, who shows up for a, sl- I think a little bit in this movie. Like at the very, very end when she starts remembering yeah. shit. Yeah, because it's the very end when they clone her. He's there like, hey, I'm your father. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then he shows up again in Extinction, and he will become the main villain in that final chapter. Okay. And was the reason I saw these movies in the first place, because, again, he was Jorah Mormont on Game of Thrones. I'll get there eventually. That's all I have for Apocalypse. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's get to this Extinction. Uh, No, like, what did you like about Apocalypse? Like, what was the good... Truly. So, if you remember anything I was about like, the problem is, the problem with me is, it's been two weeks <laughs> since I've watched these movies. Okay, okay. And I think um, Apocalypse and Extinction have really melded together. That's because, fair. Because I feel like their plots, more so than um, the first to the second and Extinction to Afterlife, I feel like their plots are the most cohesive. Yeah. Because they go directly into each other. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that really keeps me remembering the the differences is Jill Valentine versus Claire Redfield in well, yes. which we'll get to that. So okay, so Apocalypse, I on the second re- the second rewatch of this because this is the second time I've ever seen it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I mean, I like all of these. Movies. I say they're good. They're all good. This one was cool. I totally forgot the school scenes. Like that was actually a really cool thing. They go into this this because I mean obviously they're looking for this girl in a in a, a zombie infected city. And the last known location of her is at her elementary school. So yeah. it's fucking full of zombies. That are children. Yeah, and dogs. There's, like, the zombie dogs from the first movie. Yeah. Back. So, you know, it's that was a cool thing. And then it was like, okay, we got her. Now we got to get out of here. And the nemesis starts hunting them. So, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. It's just that there's a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. And please, I mean, if you are going to watch any of them, I mean, you're either going to watch all of them or you're going to watch the first or the last one. Yeah. So, But I am I feel like doing our job of a marketing horror movies to non-horror fans, they're fun zombie movies, and they're not scary zombie movies. No, they are bonkers, balls to the walls, yeah, they are, fun they times. Are, they are like silly, silly, fun time action movies. Absolutely. And These are not the, meant yeah. to scare you. And this is the only, like zombie horror movie out of them. Like, Extinction has zombies in it, but mm-hmm. it's way more like a Mad Max post-apocalypse movie than this is. Like, I mean... Yeah. I can get the... I mean, when I was a kid, there were some times when, like, zombie movies that were really real kind of scared me. This is the closest one that comes to that, where, like, mm-hmm. it's still real because you're seeing people turn into zombies. And, I mean, all that twisted shit that comes with that that yeah. gets kind of weird. The rest of them are not... Like that. Like, this is the last real zombie movie. Well, yeah, because most of them, the focus isn't on the zombies. Yeah, like, it's, ooh, be scared of yeah. the threat. It's, oh, what's what what's Alice going to fight with her hands yeah, this like, time? It's like, it, they're just the bullshit in between Alice and her objective. Yeah. And you know Alice is going to be fine, so it's just, well, which of these characters that I like is going to die because the Alice way. is not going to? So, yeah, I think it should be noted that all of these movies endings and beginnings are fucking weird yes the ending of this movie to refresh your memory is they get on the helicopter they've fed baron von strucker to the zombies Mm -hmm. nemesis has blown himself up i think i don't remember but 
They're on the helicopter. Umbrella has decided to nuke the city. Yeah. They're getting away as the city gets nuked. They are caught in the blast. Their helicopter crashes. And Alice dies. And the survivors just are gone. Like, when... Because Ian Glenn... Not Ian Glenn. Dr. Isaacs comes to recover the crash site. He's like, oh, she's dead. The rest of the survivors are gone. Then they clone her. And they're like, oh, we'll just relearn her everything. And then she just all of a sudden remembers everything, kills a guy with a pen, and escapes. Because her, her, like, squad, like, including the kid for some reason... Have decided to break her out of prison by just showing up and impersonating umbrella guards and then leaving. And then the movie ends. And extinction starts, and neither of them are together. And um I, I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they're just like, okay, we left off there. And like they didn't check until halfway through writing. They're like, oh like, shit. Oh. Well, no one will notice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, extinction. Um in the aftermath of planetary destruction by the T-Virus, Alice teams up with the survivors of Raccoon City to find Sanctuary. She's always teaming up with survivors. Always survivors. And they're all just, again, a means to an end, because she's not going to die. No. But most of them will. Yeah, most of them, if not all of them, do. <laughs> or at least are alluded to die. Yeah. Like, you don't know what happens to everyone after Afterlife, do you? No. Exactly. <laughs> they're just like, well, no one will know. <laughs> Okay, so do you remember this one more than Apocalypse? More than Apocalypse, but still not as much as Afterlife, which I watched you, okay, last you night. you watched that yesterday. Okay, so like I said, it's, it's kind of trippy how it starts because it's a it's like a callback to the way the first movie begins. With Alice waking up in the shower in that mansion, and then she just stumbles out. Somehow she's in the hive and mm-hmm. then dies. Yeah. And then, you know, Dr. Isaacs is like, ah, oh, shit. Well, take that one out outside, load up another one, and then you're... Yeah, they just toss <laughs> the body on a bunch of other bodies. Yeah, they so Umbrella has, like, a secret second hive somewhere in, like, Nevada. Yeah, it's, like, right outside of Vegas, I think. They're kind of close to... I don't remember where the hive is, but I know that the survivors are in that area. But, they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the desert somewhere. Yeah. So, she's being cloned by the Umbrella Corporation to just run beta tests on their security, I think. That sounds And every time she dies, they just take her up to the surface, which is just desert, surrounded by a big fence, and just tens of thousands of zombies. And just throw her onto a pile of dead Alice's. And then we cut to what the real, real Alice is doing. After Mm -hmm. she was cloned and broke out of Umbrella, she's kind of woken up with Psychic powers? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, because she keeps causing all the... Like, because she's just on a motorcycle doing what I would do in a, like, apocalypse, which is just becoming a desperado. She just goes from place <laughs> to place being cool. hmm And, again, inexplicably just has kung fu powers and now telekinesis. Because every night when she goes to bed, she just creates a seismic, like, burst of electric activity. And Umbrella's like, hey, that might be Alice. And they're like, nah. Yeah, Wesker's like, nah. Yeah, yeah Wesker's in this movie. Yeah, that's right. Wesker, I guess he's a big bad guy in the, in the games. He's just a dude in a duster with... I say, with in the games... Like, he looks I, like Neo! <laughs> in the games, I think he's he is, like, the face of the Umbrella Corporation, which okay. is why he's... 
a big big draw for this movie. They're like, oh, Wesker like with his sunglasses. Wesker's in it for like two minutes. He's barely there. He's in it more he's, than X-Men. He's in Afterlife. And he's in Retribution a bit, and then he's in Final Chapter more. So, but okay. he's like the bad guy in Afterlife. Yes. So yeah, so Alice is becoming like a Super Saiyan. Like she's just yeah. like... Can, she can just weird. wield fire to kill crows that are infected I, I with really zombies. I really want to get to that because it's the coolest part of that movie. <laughs> it's such a cool shot. Yeah, and there's... So again, Umbrella obviously royally fucked up the, yep. with the world with the T-Virus. And more so than they initially thought possible. So obviously you have zombies everywhere, that's bad. Mm-hmm. But because the... Not the Umbrella virus... The T-Virus. The, <laughs> the T-Virus. Virus, which sounds way creepier than the T-Virus. It does. Um, because the T-Virus could be like the Tickle Virus. It's not scary. <laughs> Why was that your first thought? I don't know, man. Anyway, so the T-Virus affects the <laughs> ecosystem, too. So mm-hmm. it not only makes people into zombies, it also just fucks up the environment. So, like, water reservoirs are depleted, mm-hmm. oceans dry up, there's like all like vegetation kind of dies so the world is now just this like barren landscape which is cool for a movie it looks like a mad max movie where everything is just desert Mm -hmm. and like you said you've got more game characters wesker shows up claire redfield shows up who who's claire redfield played by matt claire redfield's played by ali larder who's on heroes and i'm I was a cool surprise for me to learn because I didn't know that. <laughs> the first time I saw the movies, Allie Larder is a fantastic actress. She's also in Final Destination. She's the main character. Yeah. She's Clear Rivers in Final Destination, and she's in Final Destination Dose. Dose. So we will get back to her on the podcast eventually. <laughs> At some point. So, Claire Redfield, again, I don't know anything about her character in the games, but what I do know is in the movie, she's leading a super badass caravan of survivors. They've got a big truck of gas. They're driving a Hummer, which is not a fuel-efficient option. Not a great choice. They're driving a school bus. Again, none of these are fuel-efficient <laughs> options. And like that becomes a problem with, like, we're running out of gas. I'm like, stop driving trucks. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I know you've got a bunch of kids for some reason. But yeah, I mean, they've got, like, a whole community. They've got, like, an ambulance. They've got a medic. They've got a whole, like, truck of food. They they kind of just go from place to place looking to see what they can find, and they're just surviving, and they're kind of doing as good of a job as they can. Mm-hmm. And in that crew are the survivors from the last movie, Sans the Little Girl, because they just rode her out of the franchise for no reason. Because, you know, little girls are hard to bring well, back. Well, because I think they years. immediately were like, well, fuck that. She's going to get they, old. I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> well, that too. Um. So Yeah, so the, I don't remember the guy's name for the life of me, but the, the Umbrella... The Umbrella Commando that's played by the guy from The Mummy is is in the, the squad. Is he sleeping with Claire? Ah, uh, maybe? Or there was a guy I think she's in a relationship with. There's someone. Guys. I don't know. I really didn't care because, again, they were new people. I'm like, okay, cool. They're going to die soon, so mm-hmm. we'll be there. Um, I think I had it written up. Yeah, the two people that I did want to highlight are... Um, their medic, Betty, who's dating LJ. Yeah. She's the one that, um, I think it's, she gets killed by crows. She's one of the people that gets killed by crows. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Ashanti, and she is in the Muppet Wizard of Oz. Like, the year before this. 
I love that. Have you that. seen the Muppet no. Movie? Oh, it's great. You should totally watch it. If it ever comes up on Disney Plus, <laughs> we'll we're going to watch it. But yeah, she's Dorothy in that. It's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie, but it's actually not that bad. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so she's there she is. Yep. Also, um, Spencer Locke plays Kmart, who's their, like, 16-year-old oh, girl. Kmart, yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. Oh. That's all I got. Oh, well. She shows up for, uh, like, 30 she's an seconds in Afterlife. She's an Afterlife. Um, I think this is a cool fact that she's the girl from Monster House. No. Like, no way. years before this movie. And Monster House is cool because not only did she do the voice, that movie was all motion capture. Yeah. So she's that little girl from Monster House. Oh, my God. And she's in Resident Evil. <laughs> Holy shit. Worlds collided. Right? That's Let me what, tell well, that's you. Kind of, I mean, ever since we, we, we started doing less deep dives, I really just want to highlight actors that I think are in, like, funny little world things. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy that's, um, the guy that's, uh, who was Nemesis in the last movie, Matt. The guy that, he's just in a bunch of, like weird like hallmark shit but he's also the crow in wicked prayer (laughs) um so yeah it's just like i like doing shit like that where Mm -hmm. i could find deep dives on every member of the cast and what they've done and what people may have seen them in but as i'm learning with elizabeth it doesn't always help if they just like i recognize them like what about these things like i don't know and i'm like fuck dang it (laughs) anyway so that's the cast so again Claire Redfield is a badass mom of the apocalypse. She's yeah. leading the caravan of people. Um, comes to my first plot hole of the movie. <laughs> this movie, they're trying to cure the zombies so Umbrella can come out of hiding in the final chapter. And in the final chapter, they said, okay, so yeah, I, that's for me because I didn't remember what I wrote. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So yeah, so Claire Redfield, I'm sorry, I'm so fucking... Like, I'm getting sweaty. It's just because I remember more of this movie than like, you do. I'm trying to, like, hold it all together. Yeah. <laughs> At, 20 minutes from now when we get to Afterlife, it'll be way it's easier. Gonna be, it's going to be great. Okay, so, real quick. The whole caravan of people, Alice doing her thing. Umbrella is doing their weird shit with, with Alice. What they're trying to do, according to this movie, is modify the T-Virus to... Not cure the zombies, but give them back a base intelligence and take away their aggression. Okay. Essentially, they want to use this so they can, like, enslave them. That's right. So that when they come out of hiding, they can, like, handle there being millions of zombies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't... I, I, again, that's a plot hole because, according to the final chapter, um, Umbrella orchestrated this whole thing to end the world... And kill everybody so that once everyone was dead, they could come out of hiding and release the anti-serum to just kill everything that has the T-virus in it. And then they could just repopulate the world with, with them being... Rich oh, people. Yeah, kind of like how, you know what Hydra wanted to do in Winter Soldier? Just kill everyone that would oppose them? Yeah. They wanted to do that by actually using, like, by instead of using helicarriers and murdering people, they wanted to just use a zombie virus. You know, so a little more, more, more yeah. flair with it. I would say that the Hydra was going to get stopped because if you start killing people in broad daylight, you're going to get stopped. In this case, no one knows. No one can do anything. Even Umbrella doesn't know that they're doing (laughs) this. true. (laughs) Which I guess is a cool way to just fix it because later on you'll see that like all of Umbrella High Command, there's like thousands of them, just all cryogenically froze themselves in the hive 
so that they can wait out the apocalypse. So I feel like only they do, and like Wesker is just the only person who's like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna cure him. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Scientists that work for, yeah, we're gonna cure yeah. them. Wink, 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 wink. We're gonna cure them. They don't cure them. They don't. Because what Doctor Isaac does is he makes super zombies. Because <laughs> why not? That it, there is that really cool scene though, um, where those scientists are with him and they're like testing the drug on that zombie and they're like, mm-hmm. figure out what a camera does and it's like I yeah. remembered what a camera was. Well, yeah, and there's the one with like the pl- with the preschool like blocks. Yeah, getting into and that's a how box. they knew it, it wore the serum wore off because it then couldn't fit a square peg into a square like into a um, square hole. Mm-hmm. And then it got mad and then killed the scientists. Yeah. <laughs> And Dr. Isaacs is like, oh, well, I could just weaponize them. Because they're, like, stronger, like, slightly smarter. They're more durable, I mm-hmm. guess. Because then that's what he unleashes on them when they're in Las Vegas. So, yeah, that's just the plot all that I had is they're... Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, when Alice does meet the caravan, mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, hey, um, by the way, I'm psychic. And instead of telling them that, she... Shows it off in, I think, the coolest scene in the movie where they've been to a, they're camping out around a, you know, a, a weird fucking, oh my god, everything is umbrella in my mind. Yeah. A hotel. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> everything in my brain is umbrella. And that's what I think they want. I think that's what, I think that's what they wanted. corporation. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, okay, so. So by this hotel. By the hotel, Claire and Alice, unbeknownst to each other, are trying to find safe havens where there's no T-virus. Alice found a notebook somewhere that says Alaska is safe. Yeah, there's a place in Alaska. How she believes that is irrelevant. Why she believes that is irrelevant. How she got it is irrelevant. The point is that Alaska is a a good idea. And she knows, because there's pictures somehow. So someone went to Alaska, took pictures, came, came back. back here, and was like, leave my diary in case anyone knows. Which is, I, who cares? The point is, <laughs> Claire meets up with Alice when Alice shows up to save them from a flock of infected ravens. Because... And what's that flock called? It's called a murder. It sure is. Because, obviously, there's a lot of dead people everywhere. Animals still exist. Animals have to eat. So when birds eat infected dead Dead people, people. they become infected. So at this scene where fucking all shit's hitting the fan, crows that are zombies are flying like in a cooler, more cinematic version of the birds. Mm -hmm. They they're killing all these people. Their people are dying like from their cars exploding. They have a flamethrower. Remember that? That's right. Their flamethrower is going awry, and then Alice shows up and stops the fire with her mind. And then throws it into the sky and kills all of the birds. And that's how everyone is introduced to her. Yeah. And I'm glad that Claire, wisely, immediately trusts her. Because she's Jesus. (laughs) At that point, you're like... Well, there's nothing we can do to stop you because you can control our I'm weapons. I'm at the edge of my understanding. <laughs> Clearly, you are someone who has something I have not had before. That makes you the leader. Yeah. <laughs> we will happily put you in charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I said Alice's protagonist powers go Super Saiyan. <laughs> so, 
in an attempt to, once she convinces them, hey, there's this place, what the fuck is it called? Arcadia? Arcadia, thank you. I got see, you. See, this is what it's like. This, is, people this is where I can help out. Because I would be puttering for minutes trying to remember what it was. So she's yeah, like, Arcadia, hey, there's Alaska. this place called Arcadia in Alaska that we can go to. There's no T-virus there. And Claire's like, I don't know about all that, but let's put it to a vote. And everyone's down for that. She's like, okay, cool. We're running out of gas for no, I have no idea how. Hmm. It, it's be- in our Hummer and our school bus, how are we running out of gas? It's beyond me why we're running out of gas, Alice, okay? Me, Claire, says the point is... <laughs> We need to get some gas. And the closest point where there's a bunch of gas that we know there will be gas is Las Vegas. And everyone is like, won't there be a bunch of zombies there? And Alice like, you fucking stupid idiot. Everyone's dead now. I'm like, okay, Jesus, Alice, okay. <laughs> Alice has a little bit of an attitude in this movie. She did. And she gets, it gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and after, like, when she's just like... Mad at Claire for being mind controlled. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, get over ass. She couldn't help I'm it. Like, fucking relax for a second. So they go to Las Vegas. There's a pretty cool sequence where Doctor Isaacs, who has now intercepted the weird psychic signals that Alice has been putting out in her dreams, has zeroed in on their location, um, intercepts them with a bunch of his super zombies. They kill pretty much everybody, including the hangovers from Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Which was big sad for me because I really liked that umbrella agent guy, even though I don't remember his name. <laughs> Claire is alive though, and so is Kmart. And I don't yeah. remember what happens to them. I don't remember the ending of this movie, Danny. So because I didn't write it down because I did, obviously didn't so, think it was very. So there's only parts of it that I can recall. Because they're in Vegas. Um, they're in Vegas. They turn what Alice off. Yeah, remotely. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Ignore that. This is actually cool because this is when they start referring to her as Project Alice. Mm -hmm. Because it does show that she is an actual genetic experiment by Umbrella. So, like, the way that she, the reason she is why she is is because Umbrella made her that way. They just didn't expect her to already be psychic at this point. Mm -hmm. It was very impressive for them. Yeah, they turned her off. They turned her off and they got her. I don't remember what happens to Claire and Kmart at this point, but they get they get Alice and they take her back to the hive because they, there's some I she meets what a clone. I remember the ending now. Okay. Okay, so Odette Fair doesn't because die. A part of your yeah. favorite place from the first movie shows back up at the end of this movie. In a nightmare, that's right. Okay. <laughs> For the people listening that are not in the room with us. <laughs> so I remember what the ending was now. My bro, my bro, the Umbrella Commando, they decide, okay, we know where this, like, new hive is. I don't know how she knows that. I think she hacks into their software because she's also part of a computer or something. Sure, some she bullshit. finds out where the new hive is. She's like, I'm going to go kill Dr. Isaacs, and they'll get off our ass. We'll mm-hmm. also have transport to, you know, Arcadia. So they decide they're going to, and my boy has gotten bit at this point. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm fucking... I'm at, the end of my, I'm at the end of my ropes. Like, let me do this. So he gets in the fucking big oil tanker, drives it into the fence. There's, again, there's That's tens right. of thousands of zombies. He blows it up, and then they kind of come in from the side. She sees the bodies of her, and they're like, oh, fuck, this is weird. She goes down to confront Isaacs. She puts Kmart and Claire on a helicopter. That's right. And then they go, presumably, they go to, to fight Arcadia. Alaska. I don't remember what she... She fights Dr. Isaacs because he, like, infects himself with the T-virus and he's, like, some giant monster at this point. Yes. Yeah, because he's now, like, Wesker. Now I'm big doctor, man. And Wesker's like, don't you do that. It doesn't matter. So, for all intents and purposes at this point, 
Dr. Isaacs is dead. She kills him in the laser corridor. Yes, she does. Which was awesome. And how did she survive the laser corridor, Matt? She stopped it with her mind? No. Her clone stops oh, it. Oh, yeah. And she's like, this is you like, and okay, I are I so remember, different okay, now. I remember, remember the ending now, because then she finds out that there's a fuck ton of clones. Mm-hmm. And... That's where the movie ends. Yeah, that's that's it. And I'm like, Jesus, that'd be weird. Well, because again, I didn't remember the beginning of Afterlife, and I'm like, I don't remember this at all. And how does Afterlife start, Dan? So Afterlife starts in Tokyo, very close to Las Vegas, with another hive, because of course there's another hive. I think they have one in every major city. Would I would definitely believe that. So they're just going about it, and they're trying to keep track of the amount of zombies around it, because like they have snipers outside that are just like... Mm-hmm. having games about who can shoot more zombies. Really quick interjection. I want to say that the coolest, like, the intro of Afterlife, it's kind of, this movie is kind of where it enters that very sleek, stylized action. Absolutely. Sort. Like, this retribution and Final Chapter have very cool, like, they've ironed out the kinks of their weird, kind of dumb-looking fight. Mm-hmm. Like, choreography and effects. So... They start out the movie, the opening credits are the patient zero in Tokyo. Just yeah. standing there in the rain in the middle of this crowded street. And so it's the whole thing is in slow motion. It's very cool. The colors are very awesome. They she sees like someone like recognizes that she's sick and then she attacks him. And then they flash forward on that street, whatever, like a year or two later, to those guys sniping zombies for fun. Yeah. Just like I got three, you only have one tonight. And he's like, it's still early. Yeah, and then a fucking pteranodon kills him. You didn't know that yet, but that's what that is. There are giant flying dragon monsters that are, I don't know how. I'm not going to lie, for a second I thought you were trying to punk me, and I was like, no, 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 I'm very serious. There are straight up manticore monsters that are infected with the T-Virus. I don't know where they came from. They're not birds. There's, I don't know, again, there's literally no, th- there's nothing on Earth that this could have mutated into f- from some other animal. So it makes me think that these are just the crazy, like, you know, genetic experiments at some hive that got out. Why they were making dragon monsters, I don't know. It's cool, it- but... You're fucked. Like, yeah, imagine again. What it's, the fuck? It's, it's that same thing of like, Claire's like, all right, I kind of got zombies down in extinction. And then when crows show up, she's like, well, I guess I deserve to die because I didn't think ahead that animals were going to be zombies. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, once you have that, it's like, well, did you consider dragons? No. No, I didn't because I exactly. didn't know dragons existed. Well, because again, Umbrella <laughs> is just like secretly like, oh yeah, you guys should have prepared for everything. Like, just the apocalypse the coming from all angles God. conceivable. <laughs> so, okay, so you've got the Umbrella Corporation's hive under Tokyo. Where they have Wesker with them right yeah. now because he's there at the base. They've recast Wesker as this guy named Wentworth Miller. Not Wentworth, he's Chris Redfield. Uh, I don't have his name because the only thing that I've ever seen him in before this is in the first X Men movie, he plays Rogue's boyfriend. Who she kisses and then, like, kills him? Yeah. That's it. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Um, But so, since Wesker's there, who's going to show up to try to get some revenge? 
a lot of people, I would assume, really don't like Umbrella Corporation at this point. But, but who's got Kung Fu Jesus powers? Oh, Alice. Yeah, of course. So Alice just shows up in full ninja gear, two samurai swords. <laughs> She's wearing this, like, dominatrix uniform with her hair, like, completely gelled bunned back. Yeah. And she's got two fucking katanas. Yeah, she's just <laughs> slicing and dicing these umbrella goons. It's super, like, if I were to wrap up the franchise in a scene, it would be her just killing all those umbrella guys and Wesker being like, Send more men. <laughs> well, and then she just sees a line of shields b- with these guys, and she gets gunned down. And Get, then you're like, oh, man, that she, was fast. I thought she used her psychic powers at that point. No, no, no. They're like, oh, man, that was fast to kill off Alice. And then three yeah, of her clones show up. Because I forgot that she had an army of <laughs> Jesus Kung, like Kung Fu Jesus clones. Because they all have her powers. Yeah, it's just that she straight up just cloned her protagonist self. Yeah. It's like you have an army of protagonists, but this time it's okay that they die because there's an army of them. Yeah. <laughs> and so Wesker's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Well, he gets, says I gotta get the fuck out of here after she, like, what's that? She looks into a camera and just goes, I'm coming for you. Well, but she does that cool, I oh got a camera, like, that like awesome, like, free fall repel thing when she just starts shooting oh, that's vertically. Oh, right. At, like, the whole Umbrella High Command under this, like, cool, like, sheet of glass. Mm-hmm. And, like, her, her like, bros are getting killed, and she's just shooting at all these people. She kills all of them but Wesker. But Wesker. And then he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So he boards this, like, plane jet thing. Yeah, they've got these in real life. I don't remember what they're called, yeah. but they look like plane helicopters. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so he's like, well... I guess it's been a good run. And he nukes that hive. Yeah. It should be noted, every hive has a fail-safe thermonuclear device in it that kills anything within, like, 50 miles of it. Mm-hmm. I should, probably should have put this on my plot holes for Apocalypse, but I didn't remember it. Uh, why would they nuke the city if they already had a nuclear device? And also, why would they nuke a nuke that's very dangerous and stupid and objectively dumb of them. I'm beginning to think that you could just cover all these plot holes by just saying that Umbrella is horrible at delegating authority and knowledge. <laughs> that they just have all these dumb assholes running around running their own evil units and they just don't tell them what's going on. Like, Wesker's got no idea that there's dragons out there, but, like, Dr. Isaac has no idea that there's just nukes in every hive. It's kind of cool when you think about it yeah. that way. Um, and so, while he's escaping... Who stows away on his ship but the, the real, real Alice? And I was like, I got scared for a second. I'm like, where's the real well, Alice? And she's just slowly walking towards him. She points a gun at him and basically goes, do you want a monologue? And he stabs her what in she the She says neck. something dumb. She just says, any last words? Yeah, and, then he, and I'm like, no, you ask that after you shoot. And then he stabs her. With a syringe. That's full of nanobites or like nano machines that. No, no, no. it's a version of the T-Virus that eats the the T-Virus in her, so she's no longer protagonist power. If anyone that's listening has played any of the God of War games before the PS4 game, every God of War game begins with everything you've gotten from the previous games just being taken from you, you and and you being made a bitch. That's what, this has happened here. So that, I'm glad you brought this up, because... This is the, I think, the only plot hole that I had in this 
in this fucking movie. And it should be noted, I watched all three of these movies in a single afternoon that I had all my homework done and I had no more work because it was canceled for some reason. And I was like, I'm going to get drunk and watch these movies. Oh, God. So I got increasingly drunk as I went on. And Afterlife is about where I peaked because... Um, yeah, you can see now she's got an army of clones and swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she gets God of War style crippled. Citizen, or that. Um. No, I guess I don't have it. Yeah, there is no fucking way that Wesker isn't dead, and that's at two points in the movie. <laughs> so with this one, I'd actually argue that it should be Alice is dead. Well, that because also... he was just like, "Haha, I took away your powers and I'm super powerful." And then he crashes and then the plane into crashes. the mountain. And then the next thing you see, Alice is just flying a plane in, yeah. Al- in Alaska. Like, it feels like this is how extinction should have ended, where, like, they just go, like, fuck, yeah, I got clones. And then they do, like, an epilogue, and it's that scene. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, she's dead now. No more movies. And they're like, but she wasn't dead. Well, yeah, and now she's just flying a plane, checking out Alaska, being like, hmm, I wonder where my friends are. Well, because she's looking for... Arcadia. Uh, Arcadia, and she's just flying up and down the like the western coast. coast looking for Arcadia, and she finds it, and there's just a bunch of civilian aircraft, presumably of people that have gone there, mm-hmm. and there's nobody there. Yeah. And she gets kind of... De- I also should mention that ever since Apocalypse, there's a scene in Apocalypse, one of the people that's in her group is a reporter who is like recording like, testimonials of herself for, like, when this gets out, like, Umbrella's gonna try to cover it up. I want to, like, leak this story. And they do that, where everyone's like, hey, um, Umbrella released a virus. And, like, there's, like, news clips at the end of them going, Umbrella's bad, question mark? And then it was Umbrella, they're like, no, we actually had this full thing, like, oh, Umbrella's good, good Umbrella, bad, these people. And Alice just kept the camera. I don't know how she charged it. I don't know how much memory's on it, but she just is recording day-to-day meanderings of whatever she's doing. And when she gets to Arcadia and there's nothing, I mean, she sees the umbrella helicopter where Kmart and Claire came. She's like, mm-hmm. now they got here. Yeah. They're not here, though. Yeah, we don't know where they are. So she's just like, well, I guess, good buddy camera, that this is my last day. And then she gets kicked. By Claire! <laughs> so, I, when I saw this scene, a part of me remembered and then immediately had a sour taste from these, like, dumb, bullshit, idiot mind control spiders that they're having. Right in the middle of I their was chest. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that did not bode well for this movie because I didn't remember how they came into play. So, yeah. Umbrella, now... With all their research on brainwashing the undead, has found a way to just brainwash the living into just becoming feral beasts, like murderers. Yeah. So in the style of, you know, classic, they're like, ah, brain problems. I'll hit her really hard in the head, and then she'll just become okay. Because she doesn't remember anything. She yeah. doesn't remember what happened well, yeah. to them. As soon as you take the thing off, she has amnesia. <laughs> because this move, these movies wouldn't be complete without someone having amnesia nope. at some point. And then, as you mentioned earlier, she gets mad that she's forgotten things. Yeah, she's like, I don't remember what happened. She's like, where's Kmart? Where's Arcadia? She's like, I don't she's remember. Like, I she's don't like, know. well, you know what? I'm going to fucking tie up and throw you in my plane. Yeah. And just fly aimlessly... 
while we bond for like days. Yeah. Again, how, I, don't, I didn't even ask what, how she was getting fuel for this, but... They're the, not running out of gas in Alaska. Man, they're running on friendship. <laughs> so, because presumably they just bonded over, like, them in a very tightly cramped plane compartment. Mm-hmm. And they, they wind up in L.A., which yeah. is pretty, a pretty cool thing, because you're like, okay, you know, Raccoon City obviously fucked up, the world's obviously fucked up, what's everything else look like? You get the citizens of a prison, a fictional prison that's, it's just a giant towering prison. Yeah. I mean, obviously. With zombies like, at the Yeah, gates. very much like The Walking Dead, where, like, the safest place you could be, presumably, is a prison, because it's designed to keep people in and that keeps zombies out. Also, I just want to say that this is the point where I was like, oh, this is the first of the Resident Evil movies that I remember the trailers for. Yeah, yeah. Because that plane landing shot, I remember <clears throat> seeing in theaters. I remember seeing this poster, because this was the first one that was in 3D. That's right. So I always associated Resident Evil with some Lara Croft looking woman falling backwards shooting guns and I went I thought Resident Evil was about like zombies yeah and I was right <laughs> when I was I think this movie came out in like 2011 or something 2012 I yeah think. so I was like what the fuck is going on with these movies <laughs> but yeah so I saw this this poster I never I don't remember seeing a trailer mm-hmm. but I definitely remember when I came back to rewatch, it's like, oh yeah, this is the prison one. Yeah, because there's just all of LA because they're dr- driving, not driving, flying, flying over LA. Like, there's no one here. And then there's they wrote like "Help us" on the top of this yeah, prison. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna help well, some people. But it was cool because they're like, there's no one here, and they're like, oh fuck, look at that. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, what? And all that LA, there's they're not gone. They're just all zombies, and they're all attacking this one building Mm because they know that food's there. Yeah. And there's just, like, I think there's only about five or six people living in this prison, which was interesting. There's five of them Yeah, because three of them are cannon fodder, one's the asshole, and the other is is Chris Chris Redfield. Redfield, Who, okay, you haven't watched Prison Break. Prison Break is a very good show that I've only seen the first season of. Okay. The main character in Prison Break is played by this actor named Wentworth Miller, who's, if you can imagine, the plot of Prison Break is there's this master escape artist whose brother gets put into prison, like a federal prison, like Mm -hmm. fucking no getting out of here prison. So the guy gets himself sent to prison so that he can get him and his brother out of prison. So where do they... Are you telling me that the guy who plays Chris Redfield, who in this movie... Breaks them out of a prison is in prison break. I'm glad you find this as amusing as I do because I forgot that was him. Like, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, it's just Guy. And then I watched Prison Break and I'm like, that guy looks familiar, but I don't know where I might have seen him. I'm like, probably from Prison Break. He's a very, it was a very popular show. And then of this, I'm like, oh, no way. He's. <laughs> but no, you're. He's fucking gets an offer for something that's not prison break. He's like, thank God, what is it? And they're like, well, you're going to be Chris Redfield. He's like, hell yeah, man, I love Resident Evil. I'm just imagining. Love Resident Evil games, love playing that shit. Like, well, what's Chris going to be doing? He's a cop, right? Like, well, listen, he's going to be... He's going to be in prison. He's going to be in prison. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to just turn to his agent and go... Fucking kidding me! It's like if the and then he looks at his agents. If this fucking guy tells me that Chris Redfield's gonna break survivors out of prison, I'm gonna fucking have one. <laughs> and like, yeah. So 
this not only that he's a prison it's like i would have loved if it was just a prisoner that they were like just happened to be in prison somehow didn't get infected and they're like cool man let's just get the fuck out of here no he was a special forces officer i think that's that, that was right. st- stationed in la as everything was hit the fan to like guard this prison because there's a giant armory in the prison like for the army like he's like guard this shit and then everyone died and he was guarding the armory and then the people that he winds up in a plexiglass cage something like he's becomes a prisoner like he i think he chose that i don't remember but the the people just keep him locked up yeah they're just like we don't trust him i'm like there are zombies outside and he has weapons have him help us but yeah so obviously alice and claire land a small biplane on this very small roof prison very admirable and they're like hey we can use this plane again at some point to get out of here she immediately starts making hookup eyes with the super hot basketball player guy who has that ultimate power move where she's like i feel like i've seen you before he's like ha I don't know, maybe we're in a watch. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's like, I was a very famous basketball player. And literally, like, across and the street, just there's to, just a billboard, a billboard of, of him, him with a watch. He's like, you ever check what time it is? And she's like, I don't get it. He's like, I got a billboard. And like, I would love if this mattered, but I just, I thought it was fun. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I was like, I like this guy. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, it's a little ways away, but at this point, the next big thing that happens is big of okay, before we get here really quick i just want to comment on the rest of the people that are in the prison with them okay so again they're in la so there's no one according to writers of hollywood movies nobody normal lives in la there's no. not just like grocers or doctors or whatever no la is made up of a, a a young untalented actress who moved out here to be an actor uh a, a producer. shitty producer and his assistant and a famous basketball player yeah those are the representative citizens of L.A. who are holed up in this. And Chris Redfield. It's just like generic stereotypes of Hollywood and then Chris Redfield, an actor who was on Prison Break, playing the same character. So, like, it, it was just as, as meta as they could get not casting an actor to play just, like, how, like, spoiler alert for WandaVision. It's like how they got Evan Peters to play that character. Like, it was just That's that right. same thing of just being a meta character. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> um, so, yeah, now... So now we yeah. meet Bigums, who is just hitting the gates of the prison with his giant half-hammer, half-axe that is taller than anyone in our this cast. This is when I know I got super drunk, because I write down, <laughs> New Zombies with Dracula Perbiscai, and in all caps, Big Axe Fucker. <laughs> because some of the zombies have, like, mutated that they're... They got, like, predator mouths now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Blade movies, but Dracula in the Blade movies has a weird, like, he opens his face up and tentacles come out. Like, that's how that might okay, be. yeah. So, like, these, I think those are probably characters in the games, too. Probably. Because this game, this movie came out right after Resident Evil 5. Mm-hmm. And so what I think they put in were those type of zombies and this giant executioner who inexplicably is here. Yeah. For, like... No prompting, no reason. He just shows up, and like they're like, oh, you know, the walls will hold zombies. This gate is, you know, they're just zombies. They're not. Like... And this guy shows up and starts, starts hitting, hitting the it. gate, and they're like, 
We that prep might for that. not hold. So we should like get the fuck out of here because they want. They're like, oh, we've been trying to signal Arcadia this whole time because there's, there's a radio signal coming from Arcadia. Yeah. It's like well, we're that's, safe. That's what Claire and Alice have been listening to this whole mm-hmm. time. And they're like, well, it's not in Alaska. It's a ship that's just going off of the western coast up and down from Alaska to like California. Yeah. And currently, it is docked, just like maybe a mile offshore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we thought you came from there, because a couple days ago they went dark. Yeah. So they're trying to use the plane to get to and from the boat, but Alice points out, well, it only seats two people, and um, I barely landed on the the roof this one time, so there's like no way we're yeah. gonna try that. So they're just kind of like, well, what do we do now? As, like, they're waiting to get fucking murdered by this axe guy breaking into the prison. They let Chris Redfield out, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, shit, my sister, hey, Claire. And I'm like, and she's like huh? oh, yeah, they're related. <laughs> Surprise, Chris and, and Claire are related. And they are in the games, but it doesn't matter in the movies at all. Not even a little bit. They're just like, oh, yeah, we'll put him somewhere else. Um, I don't have a whole lot left from this movie because the last... Oh, don't you worry. Half hour is just crazy. Oh, don't you worry. I that, got you. That one scene, so after the axe guy does break in, um, you're probably thinking, like, how the fuck does Alice keep finding bullets? And she doesn't. She just loads quarters. quarters, which is awesome, because there's a scene earlier where they're like, why do you have a bunch of quarters? Like, oh, it's a hobby. And I'm like, oh, cool. You're humanizing her a little bit. No, she loads them into shotguns and uses them to kill zombies. And she kills the... Um, her and Claire in a big slow oh, battle. Let me let me let me get <laughs> into this. Okay, so first of all, you're probably thinking to yourself, "Hmm, Alice doesn't have superpowers anymore. How is she gonna beat this Bigums?" Fun fact: she doesn't. She gets, still... she gets knocked yeah, the fuck out. Yeah, she gets out. the shit kicked out of her. <laughs> and so, who else is there in this uh, in this shower room where they knock out all the pipes? So it's just raining the whole time. It was, it's a pretty cool visual. It's, it's such a cool shot. Because it's slow, most of the water's going. It, it's very stylized. Claire just starts doing some gymnastics yeah, over this she, guy. Yeah, like, slide under his feet and, she like, shoots him in the his... balls or something? No, she slides under his feet to get to the gun. Oh, right. And okay. then does a flip <laughs> over the... Oh, using the wall over him. It's just to be like, normal people can be crazy, too. It's like, this is how we can justify Alice being a crazy badass. And then they give Alice the gun when he starts charging at yeah, Claire. She, he, yeah, I remember, he throws he the throws axe, it. like... Ducks. She ducks and she shoots him in the head, and yeah. his head explodes. Yeah. So that's big. That's so that took us twenty seconds to describe. Oh, it's that's like a like three, a, four minute fight. It's scene. like a five minute fight scene, and not slowed down. It's probably still a two and a half minute fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> so right. after they escape the prison, I don't remember how they got to Arcadia. I'm gonna be honest. I don't either. Because the the producer tries to take the plane and gets he does. there, I think. Yes. I don't remember how they got there. I don't know if the movie let's say for the sake of argument that they're just at Arcadia now. Yes. Because that's where they end up. I don't remember how. So, as I mentioned before, Wesker, there's no fucking way that he survived that plane crash. He inexplicably did. So, unfortunately for the members of Arcadia, Umbrella found them and just killed everybody. Well, yeah, because Arcadia or, yeah. was a yeah, it Umbrella was a thing. They were like, thing. Um, hey, so we're just going to bring survivors to us 
because they're going to think they're safe. We're just going to run tests no, on no, them. No, 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 no. What I think is, what it was is, originally it was a, or maybe, no, you're probably right. I thought it was like, it was a legitimate safe Oh, like haven. an actual safe And then Umbrella and then was, was just like, like, no. No, I'm thinking of the ending. You're correct. Where they were, they were just like, we'll track survivors so we can run tests on them using the T-virus. Mm-hmm. And the entire, like, under... There's like the 2,000 people there. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's a giant like aircraft carrier that, again, is in itself a hive. And the entire like lower level of it is this bleach white color. So like the visuals for like the rest of this movie are very cool because everything looks awesome against that background, especially because they figured out how to shoot their movies cooler. So Alice, Chris, and Claire are squadding up, going down there, trying to find this guy and trying to find where everybody is. They find this entire bank of people. I think they all have those things on them, don't they? No. They don't? They're all just no, in they're all just, they're all just stuck in canisters. Yeah, yeah. And that's in, in the floor. Yeah. Yes, because that's where Kmart is. That's where I'm assuming all the other people from Apocalypse and Extinction that weren't dead are mm-hmm. there. And Wesker's there... And just, he literally does the turnaround in a, in a chair. chair. Instead and of a cat, he's dogs. got dogs. He's got, like, hellhounds. Well, it's the, it's the crazy it's the demon T-Bar. dogs. And now that they've fixed their um, effects, they no longer are using real dogs for two reasons. One, because they just can do CGI dogs better. And two, because when the dogs bite, their heads just open up into, like, Venus flytraps. Yeah. So they decide... We're going to fucking take the fight to Wesker, despite the fact that he's enhanced. And the three of them start fighting him in a fight that begins with Wesker taking his sunglasses off, throwing them at Claire, hitting her and disorienting her enough that he can, like, super flit over to start beating the shit out of them. Well, yeah, and every time they shoot at him, he, he can just dodges move it. Yeah. out of the way. It's pretty crazy, man. And, and what does he do 20 seconds into that fight? He throws both Claire and Chris yeah, into he, tubes. Yeah. So it's just him and Alice again. And I, to be honest, I don't remember the rest of the fight. I just. Well, and the other thing <laughs> is, the asshole producer is helping Wesker. Well, well, yeah, but doesn't of he, he kill is. him like immediately though? He sure does. Yeah, because I'm no, like, no, 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 because they they beat Wesker because of course they do. Wesker should be dead. Wesker dead. runs to the hangar to get into his. Well, plane, no, he should be right? dead dead first. Because he's just been riddled with bullets. Oh, yeah. And then they get out, and um, <laughs> they lock the producer guy just in there, and they're just like, fuck him. He's yeah. just going to stay in there. Okay. And okay. then they're like, oh, no. Wesker got out, and he's going to try to blow up this place, because there's a nuke, because it's an umbrella place. Yeah. Alice is like, don't worry about that, guys. Well, yeah, she's like, come on, we got to go. And they get to the surface of the boat. Just to watch him blow himself up. Well, because he's like, fuck these guys. I'm going to detonate the hive bomb that Alice has put on his plane. So he's dead. Wesker's dead. Remember that. And then the end of the movie is Alice being like, you know what? This is going to be a safe haven. You know what? We're going to be Arcadia for reals this time. And then the movie finally ends with just a platoon of aircrafts coming at this. Aerial Armada just descending on here. Did you see the mid-credit scene? There I didn't was a know mid-credit there was a mid-credit scene. Credit scene. It's a 
it's a view inside one of those drop ships, and uh-huh. it's a bunch of commandos being talked at by a female commando telling them to just show no mercy. And she turns around, and it's Jill Valentine wearing one of those mind control devices. God damn it! And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's where I remember that weird like." I'm like, because I remember Jill Valentine's in more movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what we have to look forward to with Retribution. Woohoo! So all in all, Dan, Resident Evil the franchise so far go. So far, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's really found its footing, especially with Afterlife. Mm -hmm. I think they really found that blend of stylistic action with the bonkers plotline. Afterlife is definitely, when I rewatched them, was the strongest one. But it also was the least zombie movie one. Because Apocalypse and Extinction are definitely zombie movies still. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like, I mean, there's zombies in Afterlife, but it's... But it's not it's, the main they, point. Again, like we've said, they become more and more irrelevant. Yeah. As they're just like an inconvenience for people. Mm-hmm. Like, if they had just been stuck on a roof and been like, well, how do we get to that boat? It would have been like, well, we'll figure something out. The zombies just gave them a timetable of like, well, you've got about 10 minutes till we get in. Figure something out. So, like, they're good zombie movies for the... They're all very different. They're all yeah. the different, like... Extinction is the very post-apocalyptic version. Apocalypse is the, like, 28 Days Later thing. The first movie is that, like, kind of, you know, close-up isolation horror type thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what this one is, but it's more of an action Resident Evil movie than it is, like, a zombie movie. And Retribution, I don't remember a lot of. So it'll be fun fun. rewatching it. (laughs) I know... Sneak peek, I know that um, Michelle Rodriguez comes back in it. Ooh. You're probably thinking, she's dead. You're right. <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> you know what? At this point, why not? Why? Resident Evil, why not? That's kind of been their game plan this entire time. Yeah. Why not? And why not follow us on Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. <laughs> I love that smooth transition into our seamless, shameless plugs. Seamless transition. <laughs> um, you do the plug for the email. Oh, yeah. You can <laughs> email us at squarehorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Talk to us about anything. Talk to us. If you've seen these movies, if you want to talk about more plot holes you found, let us know. I will definitely want to talk yeah. about them. <laughs> um, and again, I... Knew nothing about these movies. I watched one of them. It happened to be the last one. It happens, in my opinion, to be the best one. And I, it inspired me to want to watch all of them. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that at the very least, if you hear us talk about them with this much glee, that inspires you to watch them. And this, along with any movie that we've covered, um, I think it's worth a shot. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You stay spooky out there. <laughs>